Everybody may hate Chris, but everyone loves Big Mickey. Born and raised in L.A., the hilarious and unapologetic comedian started their showbiz career as a child actor on the hit TV shows The Bernie Mac Show and Everybody Hates Chris, but then turned to stand-up as a way to break down the walls they experience as a beautiful butch black lesbian. Big Mickey's Instagram showcases her comedy where she effortlessly cracks up the audience with her wild stories of femming it up when the cops pull her over and reminding her girlfriend that she's also a woman and she better figure out what that noise is coming from the kitchen in the middle of the night. Today, comedian Big Mickey regales us with hilarious stories of being a child actor in L.A., touring and flirting with her audience across the country, and why Memphis, Tennessee is now home. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Hey, hey, hey. Is this Big Mickey? <laughs> yes, sir, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bill collector voice right there. That's how I sound when a bill collector call. I'm like, hello. <laughs> well, Big Mickey, this is not the bill collector. This is not the police, but you're under arrest for stealing our hearts. Oh, I like to steal people's hearts. You are fantastic and hilarious and a rising star on the comedy scene on TikTok and Instagram of all places. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. It's kind of like, you know how they say, like, you would think, like, overnight success, but it's like you, you like, grind for so long, you don't feel like it's overnight. And then one day it happens, like, overnight. you like, oh, damn, this is what overnight feels like. <laughs> after 10 years, right? You're like, yeah, oh, it's overnight. Yeah, after 10 years, man, yeah. Facebook remind me. You know, Facebook remind you about everything. It remind you when you was fat three years ago and shit. you like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so starstruck. I'm so rude. I forgot to introduce myself to you. Uh, this is Fausto. And I'm Mark. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> like, uh, we do, th- we're more polite than this. But, I, you know, I'm actually a huge fan of yours and I've been following you for a couple of months. And I was just like, oh my God, Big Mickey's responding to me. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You guys, man, you guys are so cool, man. I wish I could hang out with you guys, man. Well, well we will. Chicago. Yeah, come to Chicago. We're putting on a. Oh, hell yeah, I'm coming to Chicago. Yeah, but you live in Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, I live in Memphis and I'll be ducking bullets and stuff, man. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the gas because it's a little cheaper than everywhere, but I, I got to dodge these bullets just to get some gas, man. I got to get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is Memphis dangerous? Yeah, man, they got stray dogs. One of the dogs stole my sandals off the back porch. I was just like, man, it stole one and not both. But. Oh, Fausto and I stopped in Memphis once on our way back from Texas. And, you know, I was in college at the time. I was broke. <laughs> like, we'll find the cheapest place. And we found some place and it was called the Benbow Inn. And the Benbow Inn. The Benbow, the Benbow Inn. Inn. And it was like the parking lot was the first floor. And then above it was the hotel. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and it was just kind of we like pulled in and Faust was just like, uh, no, we need to keep driving and find someplace else. This yeah, is, you know. We stayed at like yeah, a Motel Six, but we went we went to uh, to to Graceland. Graceland yeah. yeah. Elvis's oh, Grace host okay. home. Yeah. yeah. Elvis's home Graceland was at that time before September 11th and it was completely unattended. There was an old security guard at the front is like. Put your tickets in the box and grab a cassette tape and a Walkman and give yourself a self-guided tour. And we are basically, it's Mark and I in the middle of the afternoon in Elvis's abandoned home 
with no security what? guards. Wearing uh, tape recorder Walkmans with Priscilla Presley giving a guided tour. Yeah. Like on the, on the Walkman. Now, now the security is real high. You can't touch anything. You can't do anything. But we were basically like in Elvis's house and we got into, you know, they have this airplane parked in the back, the Lisa Marie. So we're like oh, going okay. inside the, the plane and there's a bed and I'm like, I'm going to fuck on this bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. And so oh, we great. dive into the bed and the security alarms go, meow, meow, meow. please uh, get off the bed, get <laughs> off the bed. Oh man. And I like, need one of those. We're, I, <laughs> in your house. Yeah, I don't like people sitting on my bed, man. I'm real picky. I'm a Virgo, so I'll be like real extra picky and stuff. I don't like people touching anything of mine. I'm like, don't touch it. <laughs> Foster tries to crawl in, into my bed sometimes wearing his street clothes. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> Pajamas, underwear, yes. Yeah. But your yeah. shoes and your and your jeans, no. Oh, no. Heck no. <laughs> well, I'm Puerto Rican, so like in Puerto Rico, the soil can kill you. Because there's like bugs and worms and stuff like that. It will go up into your feet. Yeah, and give you oh, that, that wow. you know, that feed the children tummy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got tapeworms on the bottom of your shoes. Okay. They, they got tapeworms <laughs> going up through your feet. And so my father, as a kid, he was like, he was like screaming at us, when you wake up, put your shoes on. You can only go barefoot at the beach, but you cannot go barefoot in the backyard. Dang, that's crazy. I always wanted to go to Puerto Rico. Oh, it's lovely. It's the island of enchantment. How's the uh, lesbian scene? Well, they're tough. They're tougher than in Memphis. You think? Oh, yeah. Puerto Rican lesbians, man, they just look at you wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a oh, sweetheart, yeah, you know, but you talk tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go out there, man. I definitely got to go. Well, listen, your star is rising. I'm sure that you're going to be traveling all over the world, you know? I don't know about all over the world, man. I'm scared to fly. You are? You're like Aretha <laughs> Franklin yeah. or uh, Whoopi uh, Goldberg. Because of COVID not or what? Driving distance. No, I just, yeah, I don't like being in the air. I know they say it's more car accidents than plane crashes. It's just still the fact that I'm in the air, plane shake, you know, turbulence. I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. Have what? you tried drugs? <laughs> I mean, man, you know what? I, I went high. That was okay. But then one time I snorted a, a line of, co of cocaine, just a line. And man, I was gone. I said, never again. I flew. I felt like I flew somewhere else while I was still on the plane. <laughs> I felt like I was going somewhere else. Everybody else was going to LA. I was going to Mars or something. Man. I, like, I don't know about y'all. I ain't getting off here. <laughs> well, you got to chill out when you go on an airplane, not get, you know, stimulated. Yeah, man, definitely. But it's just like, I'm so scared. I'm so terrified. I get anxiety and stuff. So I was like, nah. I don't know about going around the world. I mean, Puerto Rico, I'll probably hop on a little boat and just, you know, roll myself there, man. But I don't know about going to the airplane. <laughs> well, you can get on a cruise ship. You, like, in, you can drive to Miami from Memphis. Ah, uh, yeah. You and right, take a cruise idea. ship and go to the Caribbean. Well, see, you know, the thing is, yeah. I watch Titanic so much. So I was just like, ah. Yeah, you can't pay me enough money to get on a cruise ship. I'm like, yeah, I'm like with you on planes, I'm like that on a boat. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, it's just the water, you know, and I watch a lot of YouTube around yeah. 12 midnight, so I see all this stuff about the tidal wave disaster and all of that, so I'm like, <laughs> I be trying to avoid everything, I'm like, I'm gonna just stay my black ass in the house, because it look like everything's dangerous out here, <laughs> according but I, to YouTube. I would pay a lot of money to watch like a Titanic reboot with you as the star. 
Oh, man. <laughs> you know it, the movie go in real quickly, you know? You're like, I'm not getting on that boat. Sinking. See ya. Yeah, once the boat starts sinking, I'm like, everybody call your mamas or whoever, because uh, I'm about to get picked up. <laughs> I'm about to get there. I don't care if I was a captain, the engineer. I don't care who I was. I'm about to be. I'm sorry. Now, Big Mickey, uh, when you were little Mickey, uh, you got your start in entertainment at the age of 15 on uh, television, two big television shows, Everybody Hates Chris and The Bernie Mac Show. Yes, yes. I was under uh, Studio Kids Management. It was a casting company out in uh, California, La Mirada, yeah. California. And uh, yeah, I told my mom one day, like, I want to do acting. Like, I've been wanting to do it, but I, I guess I got kind of serious about it when I said it to her around, like, age of 15. And I don't know where she found out, found the place there, but she, like, got me dressed one day and took me there. I did my headshots and Next thing I know, I was getting calls back to back to back. And, you know, I just took the opportunity and I was able to get my, uh, what's those points to be like as far as with uh, SAG? Mm. What is it called? Like your principal? Uh, I think it's like NAFTRA or Yeah, Gillette. something like that. Yeah, I got enough points to where I can <laughs> join the union Saf- if I want. SAG, SAG. Yeah, so I think SAG and AFTRA came together now. But <laughs> you have to have like a certain amount of principal roles. Mm. Or like some type of way of getting in there, you know, as far as part of being the union. So I was able to obtain that at 15 because I did about like three or four principal roles. That's something you kind of have to keep up too, don't you? Or, or once well, you're no, in, you're always in. there because, yeah, once you win, you win. Because when you put your social in on the website, it brings up what you've done and stuff. So, mm. so you have health insurance for the rest of your life because of that? Well, I don't know about that, man, because there's health insurance in Memphis, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, they but they, they as, a, you. as a union you actor, pay for it, you, if you pay your dues and you have. Well, yeah, if I pay yeah. my dues, yeah, exactly. So I haven't paid my dues yet because I've always was told that, you know, as far as coming up right now, I'm still on the come up. I yeah. might get a, a role that's a non-union. And if I'm union, I can't do that oh. non-union role. Uh-huh. So that's way like once I get like a a major role movie movie or something big on Netflix or something, then I will go ahead and either the company will pay for it, you know, whoever's casting me or I'll pay for it out of pocket. But I can't do non-union roles after that. Well, what was the first show that you did? Was it was it Bernie Mac or every right? Because Bernie Mac came first. Oh, yeah. Well, I did commercials. Okay. But as far as TV shows, I believe because that's like 2005. I'm, I'll be 33 next month. So it's kind of hard to remember stuff now. Uh, mm. I'll say Bernie Mac. And did the, yeah, you know either Bernie Mac or, or Chris Rock influence your comedy in any way? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, both of them. Uh, I remember watching Chris Rock uh, Bigger and Blacker. Uh, my stepdad, he had all these uh, deaf comedy jam and comedy stand-up comedy tapes back when vhs was in and i used to sneak in his room and grab them and watch them and stuff and i like, study them like i studied lavelle crawford i studied uh robin williams i studied a lot of you know um red fox that's like literally one of my favorite like mm-hmm. he the best shit, shit talker ever you know like, oh yeah. He, yeah he is amazing man he say like one of the best jokes ever he's like there's two things in life you would do you would either shit and you would fuck because if you don't shit fuck and if you don't fuck shit, <laughs> I was like, oh, that was like the craziest shit ever, man. I'm like, how who who comes up with some shit like that? Like, so I've always studied him, Richard Pryor, uh, Martin Lawrence, the early Dev Comedy uh, Jam days. Definitely like something I studied. Yeah, when we were kids, uh, my parents were like, you know, working on a road trip, so you know, here's ten bucks, you can buy anything you want. And we had seen Eddie Murphy, you know, in Saturday Night Live. So we were like huge fans of his as kids, like 10 years old, you know. 
Yeah, and my, yeah. my parents didn't know any better, so we, we picked up <laughs> Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh man, on cassette. Hey, you learned a lot <laughs> watching that. <laughs> and we were just like, he's doing like Mr. T having sex with Michael Jackson. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy's grandmother catching him with his dick in the sink because he was masturbating with uh, Aqua Velva or something. <laughs> he went straight what he called it raw. He that's exactly what he did. He went raw. <laughs> And we were just like, my, my sister and I would quietly pass the tape back and forth to each other and laughing. And our parents are like, what are you laughing at? Did they ever yeah, catch on? No, no, that's, I'm, this is, this is what shaped me as a person really early on was those, you know, Eddie Murphy's comedy. Why is your dick in the sink? Yeah. Eddie, why is your dick in the sink? Hey, Eddie Murphy is a legend, man. The, the thing he did with Nutty Professor, man, just that alone, you know, man, oh, yeah. just playing all those different characters and Nutty Professor, that, I mean, that was pretty much my, my whole childhood from like age seven to like, I think the last one came out when I was 12, so. And there, there's something like a, about his comedic perspective, but all these sort of legendary black comedians that set yeah. them in a league apart from anything else, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I think if I had to pick my favorite, I would say Robin Williams just because really? of his delivery and his speed. I mean, the way he can just go from topic to topic and just... I just don't even understand how he had all this creativity in his in his head. Like, oh my God! Like, mm -hmm. man, I mean, he's amazing, man. Well, it like, was uh, he suffered from like uh, a lot of mental anguish, and maybe that like yeah. shaped his comedy. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I think so, man. Because I, I I hate what happened to him. You know, I, I hate that happened to him, and you know, that just like some terrible news. But he he was awesome, awesome mm -hmm. person, awesome. You know, uh, all the character roles he played. Flubber was my shit, man. I love Flubber. <laughs> that fire. Telling you, man, I grew up in the 90s. So Flubber, yeah. that was the shit, man. I, I couldn't wait to see that green thing just bouncing in the air. <laughs> mm -hmm. They tried to I, redo I tried to make Mrs. Doubtfire like on Broadway or something. And it's just it bombs. Oh, oh it's, it just, it's just not the same. You know, a guy in a dress in the 90s. It's not the same as a guy in the dress in 2020. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know? yeah. They probably have to leave that one alone, man, and just let it be, man. Because that, that's my movie. I think they got it on YouTube for free, man. I love YouTube free channels, all the movies and stuff. Mm. My favorite is the montage scene where they get him up into the character and he oh, does yeah, all that stuff. It sings like yeah. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> yeah, man. He was like, matchmaker, matchmaker, matchmaker. <laughs> Well, that's kind of yeah, you describe yeah. your uh, your uh, dress style as a dude in a dress, or the opposite of like you said. You said in your stand-up comedy that when a police pulls you over, you take off all your boy clothes and put on a dress. Oh yeah, I got to. Oh yeah, I got to. Because you know, it just at the end of the day, women get a pass. You know, for yeah. men, it don't matter what color you are. Men get a hard time because I, I see all the testosterone you guys got to deal with with each other, and I was like, damn. I would hate to be a man, man. <laughs> so I, I embrace yeah. my womanhood. Definitely when the cops pull me over, I embrace all of it at once. <laughs> but and you, I throw you know, all the boys stuff. <laughs> but you like your gender identity is is feminine, but you're also like butch, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. still say like butch. Like they got so many names now. But if I had to put one, I would just say butch. But as far as like talking, expressing myself, I'm still like in my feminine you know, ways and stuff. I don't like to be like extra all macho and stuff because I'm going to need some help at time. Like my brakes go out. I need, you know, I'm going to have one of my homeboys come over and help me fix it, you know. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to act macho. And they be like, no, nah, bro, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> but please. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, no, I need help. Come on now. <laughs> but it is interesting. Like, I, like I, I seldom hear like Latino people mm-hmm. or black people being like, say, I'm sapiosexual, demi, <laughs> non-binary, aromantic, do-do-do-do, like a list of things. <laughs> yeah, know? man. I can't even keep up. So I, I cut the straight community of slack because I'm like, I know it's hard, man. I know it's like y'all try to be politically correct and understanding and then you insult all at the same time. So I know it's kind of hard because some of them have questions and they don't know how to ask the question. And I think that's where things can go left at. But if you were an understanding person, you will be like, you know, well, look, you just let them know, like, well, the way to ask is this way and yeah. to give you an understanding, this is what it is, you know, so. Well, part of it is just, look, you know, if it's just asking people, like, what words do you want me to describe you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'd be lost. Letting them be in the driver's seats, you know, it's like, it's the polite yeah. thing to do, right? So it's like. Although Macy Gray's kind of like right now, she's like, what do you people want? Oh, man, I feel sorry for Macy Gray, man. She ain't even put out a hit in a long time. So I'm like, man, she got all this stuff going on. But I mean, like they said, I guess it was the way she said it, you know, uh, as far as the trans, you know, how she felt, Mm -hmm. you know, because it is like I say, I, I don't know what it's like to be a man at the end of the day. So that's why I don't call myself a man, because. I can't, I, I don't have any testosterone like that. I, I don't know what to. You can get you know, some. You can go fix that. Nah, really. yeah, I don't want <laughs> injection away. I want my Kim Possible powers, man. <laughs> I can do, I can go, I can be, I said, as far as a woman, mm-hmm. as a black woman, I can reach the heights of Oprah. Mm-hmm. As a black man, I can't get any farther than OJ. So I'm going to stick on the woman's oh, side. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to stick on the woman's <laughs> side. I might be Oprah one day, so. Well, with that, <laughs> with that Macy Gray thing, wasn't she on the Pierce Morgan show when she said that? And, and like, Pierce Morgan's and up goes, to no And good. he is a known oh, yeah. homophobe yeah, turf. And so he kind of like cornered her into something, I yeah, feel. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because yeah, yeah, he's he like, everybody needs to be on my side about this. And I'm like, no, no, you're an asshole. But what nobody's talking about is her awful wig. That oh, people are talking man, about that I wig. Man, it looked like it? she got set on fire and somebody put it out and she didn't do nothing else after that, man. Her hair is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, go comb that shit. She you know, pissed, off, so, she that pissed shit. off her hairdresser. <laughs> man, she did something, man. She pissed off somebody's shit. All the combs <laughs> grew legs and walked away because, man, that hair is a mess. I'm like, damn. If I was a comb, I'd just jump in the trash can. I'm like, no way in hell I'm getting up in that shit. <laughs> Now, now, you got game, and uh, certainly you're uh, charming and delightful and beautiful. And uh, I also love that in your comedy sets, you're always like, who's going home with me at the end of the show? Oh, yeah, definitely. I got to shoot my shot. You know, I got, I'm got. i a little, I wouldn't say I'm a, like a, you know, like you know, people say like, oh, you're a hoe. I'm not a hoe. It's just that I'm Indian and I'm from the, you know, the Navajo tribe, half Navajo. So that's <laughs> well, you know, it, come in at. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of Rudy Ray Moore. You remember him, uh, Dolomite? Mm. Have you oh, ever, that's that's, that's the, Dolomite, the Godfather of rap. That uh, both Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy credit as inspiring them to do comedy the way Robin Williams inspired you, right? Yeah, and Rudy okay. Ray Moore, uh, who's famous for doing Dolomite, he would stand on stage and he would just single. You know, I don't know if you can do this today, but it was like he would like see a beautiful woman who was enjoying his show and who had curves. And he would be like, oh, baby, you have an ass so nice, so big and thick and juicy. If there was a fire here and they told everybody to haul ass, you would have to take two trips to get out of here. 
That's who Eddie Murphy played in the Dolomite movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess the I know rumor that also that him too. Well, it was rumored that, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Rudy Ray Moore in real life was bisexual. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm learning something over they here. They kind of allude to it because, you know, he's in the in that scene in that movie you saw. He's uh, at the diner, right? And was it Titus from the Unbreakable Jimmy Schmidt? Was Titus there, Burgess. Yeah. yeah, I was sitting there and they're, they're having a conversation. Titus is clearly gay. And they're talking about, like, uh, people being in prison. And Titus is like, well, they could be fucking. And... and <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> and and uh, the Dolomite character is like, we're not doing this right now, you know. Just kind of like exactly. shut down that conversation right then and there. So it's kind of like he he tilted his hat to it, you know, yeah. but didn't yeah. but didn't step through that doorway. Hell yeah, he like nope. Yeah, that's how I'm in my around straight people. The straight men, they always shoot. They shot at me, and I'll be like. Why? Then I gotta go and explaining why I don't like men, and then they just still don't get it after all that explaining. I just did. I explained it for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't get none of that shit I just said. They were like, no. So why are you gay? I'm like, I know. I just told this motherfucker. What's going on? You don't speak that language, you know? Yeah, man. Like some men, they just don't give up. They keep pressing and pressing and pressing. I'm like, man, this is why y'all be in a lot of trouble. Always behind chasing some some cat, you know they just be so extra with it, man. I'd be like, oh man, calm down. <laughs> well, you're charming and beautiful, and it's like you know anybody who sees you falls in love with you instantly. You know, I certainly did, and it's like although at my age, I'm turn, I just turned fifty, and I'm at the gym, and I I'm getting like you know big daddy energy now, <laughs> and women are hitting on me, and I have no idea what to do with it. You know to do with it? Well, send them my way. Give them my number. <laughs> I'm like Big Mickey. That'd yeah, be a good way to get rid of these women. Just be like, hey, I have somebody for you. <laughs> yeah, man, come on, send them all over here, man. I'll be more than grateful. Thank you. <laughs> Follow the bit, the real Big Mickey on Instagram, and yes. uh, you're going to have yourselves a good time. Oh yeah, definitely will, man. I like to role play, so you'll definitely have a good time with me. Role playing? Oh hell yeah, role play. Like what? The bedroom? I mean, yeah, yeah. I break in somebody's house. I'm the plumber. I'm the the uh, Latino grass cutter and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's time to pay the bill and she doesn't have any money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you take other forms of payment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's my card <laughs> swiper. You're like Venmo, yeah. Cash App, PayPal. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, uh, these days a lot of comedians are like they sit down about their set and they're just like, "Hey, if you like my comedy, Venmo me." <laughs> oh yeah, man, comedy has definitely changed, man. I, I really feel bad about how other people are treating it. Like as far as like they try to censor things you say, and it's like, bro, the word is comedy. Mm-hmm. What did you think I was going to say around here? You think I was going to pass out little? hymn notes or something or like what, what do you think i was gonna do this is comedy you know and i unfortunately i've been in clubs where i've seen like a person in the, get like in the audience get mad at the comedian and try to like rush the stage it's like dang oh what really? do they get mad for just because a comedian says something like i think the comedian said something about like like using the b word and stuff and she was just like i'm not no b and he was all like b shut up and then it just Oh, she just ran upstage. I'm like, oh my God. He was like, I'm out of here. I'm like, oh man, thank God he left. You know, 
you know, been a bigger person and didn't like engage. But it's just crazy how people come to comedy clubs and they come with anger. And it's like, if you mad, upset, going through something to where mm-hmm. you can't laugh, don't come. Yeah. You know, we don't- your name out of <laughs> your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're there to laugh. You're yeah. there to have fun. And so if you're not there to have fun, why are you there? Exactly. You know, yeah, but that's stop everybody Will else and Jada, man. Yeah. I don't know about Will and Jada. That whole scene was just I, I I mean, I don't know if it was fake or what, but it was kind of mad. it was messed up. Whatever it was, it wasn't a good joke if it was a joke. <laughs> well, you know, I can certainly relate to the feeling, you know? And it's like nobody wants to be made fun of and it's like for something that they're struggling with, even though it feels like it's superficial, you know? Exactly, exactly. It's like, yeah, that's true, and that's what was really going on. It's messed up, you know. I just feel like it was a definite way just to handle that. I mean, slapping and violence, you know, TV. It's kids watching the show, you know. One thing I always do, if I always say if kids, you know, if it's something like adults, okay, but if it's something where somebody get hurt and kids are getting exposed to something they don't need to see like that, I don't want to be a part of that, you know, because it's just like, this is a family show, you know, Oscars and they sitting up here yeah. fighting. They act like they had a damn family reunion or something. <laughs> some family reunion in Alabama and shit. <laughs> like, oh man, we don't do this. <laughs> well, I was like, one of my favorite scenes is uh, Tyler Perry's Medea's family reunion, you know, and, and Cicely Tyson like stops the party. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And she like uh, r- screams and yells at everybody. And everyone's like, "Oh, okay." For gambling, drinking, yeah. Yeah. carousing, wearing like tight fitting outfits. Brothers, show <laughs> yeah. up and step and take your place. Heck yeah, Sisters, man! That was that slave show speech up right and there, man. Take your place. <laughs> that was that slave speech. You be like, "Yeah, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am." I, I hear you. And you know, <laughs> I've been to those kind of family reunions and stuff like that, and it's like. It always happens. Grandma has a little too much to drink and she's mad about oh, yeah. shit. Mad about stuff. Yeah, that's how my grandmother was. Yeah. She just had something to drink. She was cussing, talking about she gave the Democrat Party $15 and they didn't do shit. I'm like, Grandma, what the hell you thought? She's not wrong. She's not wrong. It's $15. Like, yeah, it's like they take away, uh, you know, people think about this as a taking away women's right to an abortion, but they're really taking away our right to privacy. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I don't agree with that at all. Like, you know, it's just like, like you say, it's my body, my choice. I don't understand why people are trying to tell people what they can do. But I hear Biden has signed some executive order where it's protecting women and that's going to other states, I believe, that is legal in and be able to get the procedure. So it's still going to be a hot mess. And it's like, yeah, you know, like the day it happened, I'm getting a text message from Joe Biden. Give him five bucks. and I'm like. You get your own five bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what my grandmother said. She get a lot of text messages from now. She's like, all I get is text messages. <laughs> I'm like, what did you thought $15 was going to do? You thought that was just going, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I need some, uh, if any, there's a guy who's like uh, sending me on Cash App every week $5. Is it really? Yeah, and I don't know who it oh, is. Damn. Nice, oh, keep okay. it up. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't want Can wanna... he change it to 50? Yeah, really. <laughs> Man, and I don't good. know what to, like I can't even thank him. I just put a little heart on it. Oh well, That's he's enough. Heart, so. You yeah. know, and I'm just like, and I'm like, it, it, like I have a like a mysterious admirer. Set him a dick. <laughs> I can't. I can't do anything about it. What should I do, Big Mickey? Uh, I think. I mean, when you send him the heart, and he sees that, so yeah. I don't know. Can you message him on? Is I can't. I have. It's just like yeah. an anonymous donation, five dollars from the same person. Every week, it's like I have a sugar daddy, but he's not very sweet. Yeah, <laughs> five dollars sweet enough. Daddy. It's sweet enough. Penny candy. Heck yeah, it's Daddy penny. From <laughs> yeah. 
That adds up. And it's five dollars a day. Oh my god. That's two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, two hundred and sixty dollars by the end of the year. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, I, you like, do that for a lifetime. I'm just worried it's gonna dry <laughs> up. I'm like, I even worried I'm like jinxing it now, just talking about it. Yeah, yeah he's listening it. to it right now. He's like, oh shit, I forgot to cancel that. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's how I'm it is ruined. So <laughs> <laughs> well, like, are you dating anybody right now, Big Mickey? Oh no, not right now. Because you, t- you, you're like talking about your girlfriend, and you have a like somebody breaks in in the middle of the night, and your girlfriend says like, you want to go downstairs and check in on that. <laughs> Yeah, that was the pre- previous girls I dealt with, you know, all of them. I, I I don't know. For some reason, I like to just do my own thing because I'm able to. That's where I get a lot of my comedy from is just everyday life situations. Yeah. So I figure like when I deal with different women, all a lot of them, you know, are different, but do the same shit. We all, you know, how humans are. But it's just like the things that I go through with each of them is like it's funny. Like yeah. the last one I was with, she was half white. And I think she was she act full white. Just the way I guess she was raised <laughs> by her mother. So like she packed me a lunch and she put some cucumbers in there and I said what the fuck I'm gonna do with some cucumbers she's like oh it's a snack I'm like man you don't get in there and make me a poke chop that's a damn snack cucumbers poke chops and some uh, hot sauce and red rooster hot sauce please (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like things she did and we had like just a hard time communicating because I'm just you know we go grocery shopping she want to do everything all professional and neat and I'm like man just grab some bread some uh, tissue and some and some sardine let's go. (laughs) <laughs> you eat sardines? Man, I eat sardines. I don't know. I always She's a lesbian. Like, Faust. Yeah. <laughs> like she's a lesbian, man. Hey, that fish is good. Salty. I like that fish. You gotta get her strength up to deal with uh, you know, lesbophobia, man. racism. Exactly. I, you know, I mean I, I I wish I could eat sardines, but they're a little tough for me. But I mean, they're great for your health. They're one of oh, the yeah, best fish it. you I can eat. I put them on noodles. I you, put them on noodles. You put them on noodles. Like ramen yeah, noodles? Yeah, my top room. Yeah, yeah. I put them in there. Like, I make like this nice little spread. All right. That's a hard yeah. meal to love, but it's, yeah, it's very a good for spread. you. Yeah. <laughs> my dad taught me that when he came home out of jail. So mm. I like that. That's the, like the one time I eat sardines, I put it in there. Oh, and, and so it's sardines, uh, ramen noodles, and ketchup. Ramen noodles. A hot sauce. It's crab meat. It's whatever you want to put in there, mm-hmm. mayonnaise and stuff. And it's like a big, thick spread and you grab crackers and then you just eat it like that and it's I mean it's so delicious and it packs you on some nice pounds so if you're trying to get some booty I suggest you eat some spread <laughs> and you no cucumbers it. in it no cucumbers <laughs> <laughs> you're like listen I, I like my cucumbers whole not sliced yeah I'm like if you all put some season salt on it or something I'm trying to get high blood pressure when I eat so I'm like I don't want to take them without salt I want high blood pressure when I'm done eating this plate. <laughs> well, are you are, are you like seeing anybody? What was the last person you dated right now? Uh, it was last year. Last Damn, year. Damn, you are busy. Yeah, man. Last year, I had to let her go. I just, I don't know. I'm. A, I guess I'm a Virgo, and they say I heard. I talked to another Virgo, so I know I'm not crazy now. But yeah. she said the same thing. Like we just, we just like to be single. I don't know what it is. I, I, I can't just. Be with one person. I don't think that's fair. It's a billion people in the world, and I'm gonna choose one. That's not fair. Oh yeah, you, you, yeah. You listen. It's too much, Big Mickey, to go around. That's why they call you Big Mickey. Yeah, exactly why they call me Big Mickey. You know, so I gotta get spread love to as many people I can, and that's just I just like the of the female, like just to be around another woman's presence, the attention, the affection. So I guess that's why it's hard for me to be with just one. I like to have multiple friends and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's not all of them have to be sexual friends. You know, it's one you chill with, one make good tacos, one know how to 
you know, she washed the clothes, you know. So. One plays softball, the other one's softball. Yeah, one plays softball. <laughs> yeah, one, one good at dominoes, you know. <laughs> <stuff like that. laughs> Is there a lesbian bar in Memphis? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a few lesbian bars and stuff. But I'm like I said, I'm 33. I, I'm like burnt out of bars and clubs. I'm like, I'll go to Poetry Lounge. I even go to the library now. <laughs> What's well, that? Library is a good place to pick up women, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they have po- any place there's a poetry reading, oh, they're going to yeah. be lesbians. <laughs> they're going to be lesbian. Hey, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like because uh, all the so lesbians are like see the gay guys, you know, and the trans people, and they're all like <laughs> hooking up on grinder scrub. Christian yeah, Mingles. Yeah, I've been hearing about that grinder. I've been hearing on Christian Mingles. <laughs> <laughs> I was referencing uh, T.S. Madison there. But, uh, uh, oh, T.S. Madison said that. I love T.S. Madison. Oh, my gosh. She is hilarious. We just, we like found her the same way we found you. You know, it's like no she's one Vine. knew. What? She was on Vine. She was on Vine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's hilarious. Man. And we found this I, I video of her and she's like swinging her. You know, tw- She's like talking about 22 inches. And she's not talking about her, you know, parts down there. She's talking about her weave. But oh, then okay. she starts showing you her nine she calls, inches. She calls herself the big dick <laughs> bitch. And she's just like hey, swinging yeah. and stuff and getting herself kicked off of vine and shit. And I was like, yeah, this was. woman is a star. Like, I feel yeah, like the same is. way about you. Like, you're like, you're just irresistible. Right. And we talked to her and she just like blew up, you know, like shortly after that. And um, yeah, we, we had her in our home studio doing a cooking with drag queens twice. Minus, twice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That she said like a recipe to make some spaghetti. Right. So yeah. we'll, like, we'll follow your grandmother's recipe. How many pounds of meat do you think is in her grandmother's spaghetti Man. recipe? What? Three pounds. It was like five Damn. And it was just like, we are doing a cooking show. There's the three of us and the couple of people that you brought here to do it. No, she brought two car fulls of guys. Very handsome yeah. men. Yeah. And I said, we just don't have the space to put all these people in here. But know? a couple of them hung out. Yeah. And yeah. Other, yeah. Some of the other ones like, we'll go chill someplace else. But but yeah. And, and so, you know, and, and so T.S. Madison's like famous line is like, what's up, Snapchat? Uh, Instagram land, Facebook land, Scruff Grinder, BGC, Christian Mingles, and all the <laughs> lands across the land. This is your big dick bitch, T.S. Madison, loud, live, and in color. Is it on? Is it recording? Oh, yeah, yeah. She say that. Yeah, yeah, you right. Hey, man, she is hilarious, man. She is hilarious. And by the time she's done introducing the video, you're just like... Whatever she says, you're ready to go. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, you instantly hooked. Yeah, definitely. She's, she's on a she's TV a show or movie now or something. I yeah, she's in that new movie, uh, not the Fire Island, but the other one with uh, Bros. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So go There's see some it. Hot men in that movie. Yeah, Big Mickey. Uh, Big Mickey. Go to those, those auditions, but you have to you have to fly out for them though. You're gonna have to get auditions. really high. To play. <laughs> Man, you definitely right about that, man. They gonna I'm gonna be looking like Tony Montana walking through the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she she has a bus, and she just falls oh. asleep on the bus and then just goes to the other place. Yeah, yeah, exactly what I need, man. They can give me an Oldsmobile, a Buick. I, I I'll be fine. I get across the town with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go check out that movie though. You said what was that movie you you said? 
It's, it's Bros. Uh, it has uh, T.S. Madison. Oh, it in comes it. out in September or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. not out in theaters. Oh, yet. it comes out in September. Okay. What do you make? Uh, are you are you picking up on all those conversations that people are having around comedy and comedians and how it's all cancel culture and it's like, oh, if we don't like your joke, now we're now we're canceling you, even though we don't really even care. Uh, but now you get to complain about canceling. Have you been following any of that stuff? Yeah, it it just shows it goes to show you that you have to create your own platform because the fact that people could just snatch something from underneath your feet and then you fall and you got to figure out, you know, because the cancel culture is real and we have seen people get canceled. You know, look at Wendy Williams and stuff that she's going through and just, you know, isn't she like dying? Well, her health yeah. is, is it like life trying to cancel her? Life is trying to cancel her. Yeah, yeah it's just like yeah. I don't know what is going on. They like freeze her bank account, this and that, and oh, she has issues with her husband. It's just like you know, it is. You have to really have your own platform because these companies they will snatch it and take it. And you know, if you're gonna do something with them, do a partnership deal, and you know, get them contracts on, have your lawyers, and make sure you know you are well protected because. That council culture is real, and I don't agree with a lot of it because I believe in letting creativity have its way. So the way somebody expressed themselves, you know, as long as they're not harming anyone, then, hey, you know, it's all type of way people do creative things that they feel is creative. So, but all this council culture is just like, okay, people are invested too much into things they don't even like. So just like pay attention to what you like, and you, mm. you most likely won't get your feelings hurt. So, do you but, work- it's, but it's never like, you know, some buddy who's rich and powerful like trump's not canceled you know it's like it's yeah, always somebody that. who's broke <laughs> or struggling or marginalized <laughs> they're the ones who are like having to like struggle you know and yeah, it, you exactly. know as successful as wendy william has been she's still you know somebody who's not at the level of oprah you know oh yeah yeah definitely not yeah oprah got on network all type of shit you know she brought dr phil in the game and she, she has brought dr oz yeah, Dr. Oz. Yeah, she like who's uh, running for? Uh, he might be uh, the new Republican candidate for president. Yikes. Senator in Pennsylvania. Oh, he's, yeah. he's running in Senate as for senator in Pennsylvania. Yeah, even he though might he, get it. he's got to quickly like change like his where he actually lives because he's been living in Jersey for the past twenty years. Oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about that. But he's like a right wing racist Trumper, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it's just so weird to see it, you know, because he. Like five or ten years ago, he was talking about, you know, vitamins. And now he's just like, we're getting back to America's core values, racism and hate. (laughs) You're like, yeah, see, yeah, see, sometimes we be listening to people and we're not even knowing how they truly feel about a certain, you know, group Mm -hmm. of people or class, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. You got to watch who you take information from. So it's definitely important, I feel, to educate yourself. You know, reading is very fundamental. I would like to remind the listeners at this point in time that Mimi I'm first from season three of RuPaul's Drag Race did say that she had sex with Dr. Oz uh, dressed as a boy. Yeah. Yes. On the show. On the sh- on this podcast. Yeah. And he paid her for the work. And paid her well, though. I don't know how much he paid her, but she was a working girl at the time. Yeah. Sex work is work, honey. Mm-hmm. It's legitimate. So I'm just waiting for that one to get out there. I keep telling people and nobody's picking it up. Yeah, it's like the gay, the gay press, the gay you news, know? you know, like all these RuPaul's Drag Race fans are all like obsessed about stuff. But it's like when there's actual some like, a you know, when there's actually pork on the chop, they're not interested. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And it, it's crazy because like as far as like with the trans community, yeah. I really feel for them because these guys, I, I keep hearing about these deaths for these trans and it sucks because people are messing with, you know, 
or having a relationship with these trans in the dark and then just because the business get out or something happening someone knows oh that you want to you know harm this you know trans mm-hmm. person and that's not cool it's like it's no different from you being with a woman and she find out you messing with somebody else you you don't go and you know harm the person you know so it's just like it, it sucks the way a lot of people are you know when it comes to the community how you know, we are all treated in certain ways and things we have to go through and stuff. So, but we definitely do uh, share the same struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about us sticking together. And they, they hate it. Cause they like, oh, these straight, these gay people, they have all these rights and stuff. I'm like, I don't know, but y'all stand together like us, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what sometimes it feels like doing this podcast. It feels like we're like, you know, what is it? We're uh, tugging on Superman's cape. We're like throwing <laughs> stones at God, you know? It's like. yeah. You know, and it's just part of it is just like giving people the space to tell their story, to speak the truth, to fearlessly be themselves and pursue their hopes and dreams. Yeah, exactly. You want people to be themselves. You don't want. And I think that's a lot of, uh, you know, mental issues and things not, you know, as far as different being born a certain way. But things that people go through, you know, traumatizing situations is coming from, you know, people that have been raised in traumatized situations and then they pass it on to the kids. And then, you know, it's just, you know, you got to let, like I say, let creativity have its way. So many kids that are creative. I worked in a school district for a while and mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at these kids, the things that they know. I'd be like, man, you made me feel stupid. You know, like they are like these, these kids nowadays with this technology, they are on a whole nother level, man. So it's just like, it's definitely, um, I, I like, I do like that, you know, in the schools, they are being you know, more open to the trans kids or the LGBT kids that go to the these schools now, even elementaries, you know, they're giving them their, you know, their space, their world, you know, their little section and stuff. So it, it's fine, you know, because I went to school in the 90s. There was no such thing as that. Yeah, it is really interesting. Like today, all the young people that I work with and see, um, whether at gym or at work, um, they're, they wouldn't be caught dead being transphobic or racist or anything like that, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, there are exceptions obviously, but it's like for the majority young people today are very progressive, very inclusive and very interested yeah, yeah. in social justice. Yeah. They not playing. I'm like, all right, now go ahead. Preach much. <laughs> that's why like future. in Florida, yeah, that's what Whitney said, but then look what happened to her. <laughs> hey, we all like to take baths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah one time oh, I, that I, was I got <laughs> i got into trouble one time because i was like i went i was like uh listen i want a bath tub so deep that i was like i can drown in it and they were Man. just like that is not funny <laughs> everybody instantly thought of whitney like oh shit don't say that <laughs> oh i know it's the beverly hills hotel it's those bathtubs are notorious. She's not the first one to drown to death. I have, they changed all the room numbers and stuff, but I have a friend who says he knows which room it is. So you can take oh, a bath damn. in there, but it's, but it's hard to like make sure you get that room. Oh, because it's always being rented. You know? Yeah. It's the, the Whitney suite. Uh, yeah, People doing seances in there. Did you see the Whitney Houston documentary about her? No, but I mean, I feel like I've just seen just a lot of her just growing up and I I know enough to where I'm just like, man, that was just a horrible, you know, you know, great singer, great voice. You know, no one can match that. But man, things that she went through was horrible. I mean, think of, think about your life. Imagine if you're, you know, having to hide being a lesbian and hide your true self because you had yeah, this amazing voice. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I heard about her having a relationship with some lady. Robin uh, Crawford. Yeah. And, yeah, others. Yeah, and there others. Was, there was one person who was a friend of Whitney's who was just like, Whitney, 
She just liked to have sex, and she liked to have sex with different types of people. <laughs> I, I gotta say, it would have been fun to you know get high with Whitney and fuck. <laughs> Man, do you think it was just the primos that she you know was smoking that had her like that, or she was like really like lesbian? I she or, was I, a you know she gave me uh, she, lesbian energy, but yeah. you know I she mean, went to an all girls high school. Yeah. So she probably got a taste of that <laughs> pussy real young. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> at the all girls high school, man. Shoot, I'm in an all girls locker room when it went down. So I can just imagine at high school. And her mother's like, I'd rather my daughter be dead than be a lesbian. Like she said that to Oprah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they really like uh, religious. Like they yeah. like overboard with the shit. And then the documentary shows her like you know getting high and just like fighting and stuff like that. And I gotta tell you, it's like it shook me to the core so badly that I gave up. All drugs. It was Damn. the worst hour of my life. Man. <laughs> you like it with all drugs. All drugs? For just for an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I went back. I was like, oh, come on. Smoke that joint for Whitney. Hell yeah, shit. Do what Whitney would have did. Smoke that shit. <laughs> if I should leave. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's my song. I, I, she, I mean, she just took that Dolly Parton song and took it to another level, you know? Heck yeah, man. There's no, none other, man. Whitney is definitely a, a legend. And like I said, it's sad to have, even what happened to her daughter, man. That was crazy. I said, what kind of. Bobby Christina. Witchcraft. Oh this is some witchcraft. That's witchcraft. I'm sorry. Who got the money? Somebody, right? Mo- the mother. That's what I was gonna say. Not yeah. Bobby Brown. No. No, they ain't giving to his ass. You, you can tell. They were divorced. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's the father of yeah, the maybe. child. He's the closest living relative. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the daughter. I think once the daughter was gone, that kind of xed him out. I don't know. It's just like you know, it's that kind of shit. It's you know, be careful like what you wish for because sometimes your dreams come true and then you're just having to deal with all this other unintended consequences. You know. Yeah, that's why I make sure I do regular life. Mm -hmm. I don't care how big I get. I think I'm gonna keep a nine to five just to stay normal. Shit, I don't know. Mm. I'm trying to figure out like how can I stay normal. Mm. Well, part of it is just you know just listening. Yeah, exactly. I I I think part of that is like I think about all the and we've been doing this podcast for you know. A long t- since you were in high school, basically, and and um, you know we've talked to so many entertainers, and I've noticed that the ones that struggle a lot with that success mm-hmm. just comes from the fact that they feel like no one can tell them anything. Oh you know? yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like like Michael Jackson with the doctor is like, I want some propofol, and he's like, Sure, yeah. you go. Here you go. <laughs> you know? right, man, you now, know they that, you that to, to get on an airplane, you probably would be okay. You know, mm. you probably yeah. survive the flight. Yeah, no, man, definitely would. Probably wouldn't even be scared either. Yeah, you'd be like, this is a great plane. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a nice little bed. I like this bed. <laughs> Have you been following the case of Brittany Griner, the um the black lesbian uh, basketball player in Russia? Oh, man. She I is mean, in trouble. It's so crazy, man. She is in big trouble. Like yeah. I said, I understand if you break the law. I get that. I, I understand. But she's not in America. You know, mm. it's, it's pretty much laid out, plain and simple. But I do hear other things, you know, that we have a Russian gangbanger. I don't know if you're crippled blood, but some type of Russian guy that's over here and they want to do an exchange. I heard about that. But I'm just more mad at the fact, like, OK, I hate that she's in there. She did break the law, but. I wonder what kind of food are they serving her? Because it's like it's different being mm-hmm. like locked up in Mexico. You're gonna get enchiladas for lunch, mm. Mexican rice, and green sauce. What the hell are they giving her up in there? No, I know it's no KFC. <laughs> it's probably some kind of bread and something nah, pickled. Nah, nah, nah. 
soup. <laughs> you said some pickled. <laughs> some borscht, maybe. Borscht. Uh, the other thing, though, too, is like she admitted to the crime, but I, you know, we don't know if she actually did do the crime. She may have just been yeah. coerced into. I think doing, that was the best thing to do is admit. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to play around with that. Well, because they say like if you admit to it, that there's that gives you like a possibility of getting out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know she's gonna thing. kiss the fucking holster. She gonna as soon as she land out here. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody who watched Stranger Things knows that it's pretty easy to break out of a Russian prison. Shit. Oh yeah, you're right on Stranger <laughs> Things. That is the Russian that at that Hawkins laboratory mm. or whatever that shit is. Yeah. You just got yeah. it yourself the upside down. Well, and season up. four was all about the, <laughs> the breakout out of there. Free Britney. Shit. Oh, I haven't even watched it that far. I watched the first season, but I'm so into like sports though. Like I, yeah. I love sports. So I mean, like basketball, football. I watch. I watch anything. Golf, hockey. Mm. I mean. Baseball, I watch everything. So that, I'm more into that and watching like the commentators, analysts, mm. go back and forth, talk shit. I'm, I'm more into that. I, I, I'm into the athletes, not necessarily the game. But if there I'll are players, I'm ready to uh, engage. <laughs> Let's just say uh, some men like a challenge. I don't. <laughs> you like you know you want tickets to the locker room. You like fuck the basketball court. I want to go to the locker room. <laughs> well, you know some guys that come up to me and they're like, "Hey, if you want to wrestle to figure out who's the top or who's the bottom," I'm like I was like, "Why don't we just do both? <laughs> figure out what you like that better." Yeah, <laughs> y'all hilarious. We definitely got to hang out, man. Oh, Big Mickey, I love you so much, man. Uh, I love you guys too, man. Go. Have you ever eaten at the Grit Iron in in Memphis? No, I pretty much have been eating just a lot of barbecue. That's a 24-hour diner. I don't know if they're still in business. I was kind of Googling it. When I heard you live in Memphis, I was like, Memphis is one of my favorite cities, by the way. And Because yeah, when, when my, my mother lives in Austin, and when we used to sometimes drive from Austin to Chicago, and you take the, the Memphis. The 57. Route, the yeah. 57, yeah. And so we, oh, okay. we go there, and we have a meatloaf and mashed potatoes in honor of Elvis, who ate it every day. For, for six months. For six months driving. Priscilla had to yeah. Priscilla had to beg the cook, please make some you can still make the meatloaf for him, but please make something for the rest of us. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know, like I, I can't even eat like sometimes leftovers. You know what I'm saying? Like I Oh yeah. I mean either yeah, it's kinda hard eating leftovers sometimes. You freeze it and you're just like a week later, you're like, uh ah, that wasn't Yeah, that. like ah. Yeah, exactly. I could do Thanksgiving food and Christmas food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely turkey, you know, stuffing, cranberry. Sandwich. Oh, man, I love that cranberry. Uh, Was it uh, sardines and noodles? Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely that, too. With some cucumbers on top. Man, no, no cucumbers. (laughs) I'm going to get a shirt made. No cucumbers, please. Big Mickey, uh, what's what's for uh, what's for dinner for you? What's uh, what is, tomorrow? What you fix it for dinner? Well, actually, I don't cook. That's why I make sure I get women that can cook. Cause I just don't like being in the kitchen. I'm sorry. I just well, who's, do it. what do you fix it? Like, what are you going to go out? Or are you going to order or what? Well, I I don't know. I probably am going to stop and grab me something. Go to American Deli. Oh, so like a sandwich. Yep. Give me like a sandwich, a uh, Philly cheese steak. Oh, that mm. sounds good. Yep. <laughs> and watch my sports. Clip my toenails. <laughs> Big Mickey, where are you performing next? Uh, I'll, next, I'll be performing at Chuckles. I will be there this upcoming Friday. And that's at in Chuckles Memphis. Comedy Club. Yes, in Memphis. Chuckles yeah, in, in, in Memphis, Tennessee. But you're just yeah. you're like all everywhere. Comedy Store, Comedy Union. 
Ice House. Yeah, the Laugh Factory, the Ice House. Yeah, I really love the Ice House. That's in Pasadena. That's a great comedy club, especially on a Friday night. Oh, my gosh. Everybody and their mom, grandpa, great-grand come out. I mean, it is a great crowd. And so when you get those gigs, do you just drive down there? Well, like, I either I just fly. Like I said, I don't have a choice. I can do the in the States, but it's like going across the other countries and stuff. Going over water, I have a problem with but um, I just go back and forth. My grandmother stays in L.A., so I have like pretty much a second home there that I'm able to go oh, back. Nice. To. What does your grandmother think of your grandmother character on Instagram? <laughs> she knows it's her, and she be cussing me out. She's like, you can't be me. You can't be me, motherfucker. I'm like, yes, I can. It's easy. You just talk shit all day, drink beer, smoke cigarettes. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mickey, you take no prisoners, and we love you for that. Uh, thank you so much for stealing our hearts. <laughs> oh yeah definitely thank you for having me a part of the show of love course. you guys thank take you. it easy and uh, anytime you want me to come back I'm coming back anytime you want me to come out there I'll be out there in All Chicago right. I want to try that pizza I've been always hearing about Chicago had the best pizza so we have I, very good pizza here. I gotta introduce you to my friend Matt Brown uh, Miss Brown if okay. you're nasty or, or if you're, even if you're not nasty <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not nasty. Okay, Miss Brand. All right, man. Yeah, definitely uh, stay in contact with me. I'll stay in contact with you guys and let you know where I'm performing at next and everything. And hopefully I get a chance to be out there in Chicago. Awesome. Love you so much. Take care. Thank you. All right. Love you too. Take it easy. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. The real Big Mickey. Follow them on Instagram. Big Mickey lives in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, she's performing everywhere, you mm-hmm. know, and just a rising A lot star. of great comedy on, on, on her Instagram. Oh, just check yeah. it out. Reel after reel, you know, story after story. The one thing is like, she, she censors the, when she says like, talks about her girlfriend's pussy. She's like, it, she, my girlfriend's boop. And I'm like, we all know what she's saying, you know? Well, but, but Instagram is like, makes you ruin all that it's, stuff. You, you know? know, it's fun to uh, censor things just for the sake of comedy. Sometimes it I do it, like the censor more thrilling. Yeah. Like when we were kids, we would like call each other on the phone and be like, beep, you know, the touch dial phone. Mm-hmm. So you just came across her on Instagram. You're like, I love oh, her. Yeah. I mean, I just started like seeing her stuff. Cause I follow a couple comedians and I usually reach out to them. And I was just like, I'm in love with her so yeah, much. She's so great. Brilliant, funny, um, you know, rising star. I mean, she's just getting started. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, watch out. She's coming for your gigs, Matt Brown. <laughs> uh, remember, folks, Feast of Fun is made possible because of fierce, fabulous people just like you. Go to feastoffun.com slash plus and access thousands of Hundreds of thousands, over 3,000 legendary podcasts and interviews with pioneering, amazing comedians, performers, musicians at the beginning of their careers, just when they're getting started, just like Big Mickey. And uh, if you want to give us a little tip, if you want to cash at me and give me another $5, uh, you can do so at, at Fausto Fernos. Or uh, Venmo, Feast of Fun, and of course, paypal.me slash Feast of Fun. Mm-hmm. Or uh, feastoffun.com slash donate. Yes. And for an ad-free experience with the podcast, if you're on Patreon, join us there at patreon.com slash Feast of Fun. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, non-binary lovers of humanity out there. Mm-hmm. We salute you and we thank you so much for listening. Don't forget our sibling podcast, Let's Grow Big Together, where we interview pioneers, amazing bodybuilders, people who are transforming their bodies 
into ripped walls of muscle. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like men with too many muscles. We didn't make this podcast for you. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.